0: morning capital city Good Morning. you know the bible says uh, when two or three are gathered in his name he's here now he's always here wherever you are he's a constant presence so i figure that means something special takes place when god's people gather in his name do you believe that mm-hmm. he's here he's here it's been a weird and crazy year, right? It's been a weird and crazy year everywhere, including right here at Capital City. We started, actually, the year on fire. We had the strongest January and February we've ever had here at Capital City, 861 in person on average in January, 875 in February. We were actually sneaking up on 900 people in person for worship on Sundays. That was exciting. And then in a matter of a week, we were able to cut that number in half. Isn't that cool? Cool. We even managed to do that without a church split. And what's really weird is that our in-person worship attendance is way stronger than most churches. There are churches all around us that are just dying.
1: You know, when all this started back in March, we had to shut down in-person worship for about two and a half months. It was, it was tough. Uh, we moved entirely to online worship. Uh, we'd been streaming our services for... Quite a while, but for again, almost three months, that was it when it came to worship here at Capital City. And that was supposed to get us through the pandemic. Do you remember that? <laughs> it would just be a few months. We had hoped that the warm weather would break the, the back of this thing, but unfortunately, it didn't do that. All it did was just slow it down for a, for a short period of time. When we did restart in person worship there at the end of May, Memorial Day weekend, if you remember, we had to scale everything back you know, for social distancing. And we've been scaled back ever since. Ten months now. And it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to clear up anytime soon.
0: To be perfectly honest, guys, it's been a tragic year here at Capital City. The toughest year by far since I've been here at Capital City. We'll finish this year, I think, with the fewest baptisms and new members in 25 years. I hate that. In fact, for the months of March and April and May, when we didn't meet for in-person worship, we had zero baptisms. It's terrible. But you know, over the past several years, for those three months, March, April, and May, we've averaged nearly 35 decisions for Christ. It's been amazing. We exist to bring people face-to-face with Jesus and to drag each other to heaven. And in my mind, not reaching people for Jesus is way more tragic than this pandemic.
1: And, you know, research tells us that people, that the people that we're trying to reach aren't, have a, have a, aren't, aren't open to sort of this digital mindset. And so what we're doing online is really not an effective tool to reaching them. You in 2020, we had nine major outreach events that were scheduled. We had to cancel all of them, but just a few. We we, we hated not being able to to connect with people through those things and to reach out into our community through those things. You know, those who study this stuff when it comes to church attendance and and how Christians are doing have painted a pretty dark picture for us. They tell us that 20% of those who were attending church in January and February immediately disconnected when the pandemic hit. They've not attended church since, whether in person or watching us online, or not just us, anybody. That's, that's one in five people. That, that hurts. And research bears out what many of you have told us, that it's harder to genuinely engage in worship online than it is in person. But you see, that's what it's all about, guys. It, worshiping together is about engaging God, about engaging God together, like He told us to do. And it's so much harder to do when we're Disconnected when we're at home, where there can be so many other distractions that can take place. You know, one of our goals here at Capital City, every worship service, is to eliminate distractions so that you and I can focus on God in our time of worship. I mean, yes, you can still engage God, and you can engage God, and you can engage with God's people online, but it's still extremely difficult to do it week after week.
0: And those people who study this stuff tell us that 43% of those who do connect online for worship have only connected online for worship and nothing else. Guys doing life with God, for God, God's way, is about more than just a Sunday worship service. We're going to get back to that in a few minutes. And here are the pieces that scare us the most. They tell us that this... Pandemic has significantly impacted the sense of connectedness that people have with their church families. And here's the scariest part too often, as people disconnect from their church families, they also disconnect from God. Because trying to do life with God, for God, God's way, is hard hard enough when you're connected to a church family. It's even harder when you're trying to go alone. God created the church so that we can drag each other to heaven. Because bottom line, we are not smart enough, gifted enough, or good enough to do this thing alone. So it's been a
1: tough year for Capital City. And you know, when we did start meeting in person again back there, Memorial Day weekend, we had to make some serious adjustments to what we were doing. You just look around the room, you can see it. You know, we had to remove about half the chairs here in our worship center so that we could achieve the social distancing that they asked us to do. We arranged to even have the chairs sanitized each week just to, just to provide an extra step of comfort and security there. We bought a boatload of hand sanitizer. You've seen it all over the building, uh, mounted on the walls or on stations for, for folks to be able to use. We had to shut down our water stations. We kept our snack bar open, but no longer is it self-serve. We've had to have somebody there to, to fix your coffee for you. We went from hugs and handshakes to fist bumps and, and elbow bumps. And as always, the occasional nod. <laughs> you know, we used to say if you were really glad that someone was here, you'd go up and give them a hug. Do you remember that? And if you were, you know, okay that they were here, that you went up and you gave them a handshake. And if you really didn't care if they were here, then you could just nod at them across the room, Tommy. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of nodding. <laughs> and it's not because we're not glad that you're here. It's just what makes us feel safe. And the, we know that some people think that we should be doing more than what we've done here at Capital City over the past six to seven months. Good people are going to disagree. But we are trying to do our due diligence. While asking each of you who join us, and those of you who may be watching online who come occasionally, to, that, that you take responsibility for your own personal decisions whether you join us in person
0: or online so bottom line guys it has been a hard year for capital city in other ways though it's been a remarkable year in fact we're doing something incredibly special today we've done it before but never in a year like this this church family has always been incredibly generous We don't talk a lot about money here at Capital City, but our people know that giving their first part back to God is an act of worship. And I'll admit that I was concerned about how this pandemic would impact this church family financially, because we have ministries to support and bills to pay. But even though we've said virtually nothing about money this past year, we have paid our bills and we have supported our ministries and we're still in the black. In fact, unless you stipulate otherwise, all of the money that comes in this last week of the year will be used for one of two special offerings. Either, you know, half of it's gonna go to just a special debt payment, and half of it's gonna go to a remarkable ministry right here in Frankfurt, Kathy's Place. I mean, we've been trying to love on one of the poorest neighborhoods in our county. Kathy's Place provides the kids there with supplies and a safe place and tutoring. And our gift is gonna make a profound difference in this ministry for 2021.
1: And you know, we've engaged in other unique ministries in this weird year as well. For several months when this pandemic first hit, you know, we served drive-through meals to anyone in our community who wanted to stop by. Hundreds of you volunteered your time to come and make sandwiches and pack bags and then be here to hand out meals as spoke came through. Over 3,000 sack meals were handed out during that two-and-a-half to three-month stretch. We've also partnered with our local schools and continued the backpack snack program back in the spring, and, and we even carried it on through the summer, providing 53 backpacks to 53 kids here in our community whose families needed a little bit of extra help. And we were able to do that because of your support through our generous bucket ministry. That, those funds helped to cover the cost of purchasing those items that were needed each week to, to fill a bag to give to kids so they would have food on the weekend. When schools went online, some of our parents and some parents here in our community didn't know what they were going to do because they had to work. They didn't have a place for their kids to go. So Marianna Rogers and Lisa Maddox and Jessica Brighter uh, came up with this idea of a virtual learning ministry. And for, for six weeks, we provided a virtual learning ministry here on our campus. For over 20 kids who came in every day from 7.30 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon. And, and we tried to help them with their, with their school and gave them some extra love. You know, Vern Huber, our connections minister. He set up a team of 20-some folk who, who took on the responsibility of connecting with, with some of our senior adults, some of those who were at greatest risk to make sure they were doing okay and find out if they needed help with picking up medication or, or making runs to the grocery store for them, just continue to connect with them because we believe connection is such a huge part. Family caring for family is what we did there. Our next gen, our next gen team pulled off a, a great uh, social distancing trunk-or-treat event, which, which we had many folk who came through and in our community responded great and gave us, uh, just told us how grateful they were that we chose to go ahead and, and do that, our trunk-or-treat event. You know, we expanded our ministry to the, to the regional jail here in our community. Our, our worship services now are made readily available to those folk that are currently incarcerated in our jail. They can watch our worship services online on a tablet that's provided uh, to them to be able to do so. Just this past week, we delivered almost 200 Christmas presents to the folks who are there. We want them to know that they're loved and that they're cared for, that they're not forgotten. We're excited to be able to do that. During the month of November, you helped us you know, feed the need by, by stocking the shelves at our local food pantry. They've had, a great, they've had a great supply need this year with all of the stuff that's going on. And We went beyond that. We, we were able to provide 31 Thanksgiving meals to families, again, connected to some of our elementary schools. Four elementary schools gave us the names of 31 families who needed help with Thanksgiving, so we supplied everything they needed to have a great Thanksgiving meal. And then you've, you've, been a tremendous, you've done a tremendous response with our giving wall. Uh, this is our fifth or sixth year of doing the giving wall. and Again, you've overwhelmed us with your generosity as we've tried to benefit some local nonprofits here in our community who need a little extra help this time of the year.
0: We've done a lot of other things besides these serve projects you know, to try to increase our effectiveness in a very, very strange year. And some of the changes that we've made are going to help us quite a, long, a lot down the road. I mean, as we mentioned earlier, we've been live streaming our services from well before this pandemic, but it has become exponentially more important to us. And we've known that we've had to upgrade our online church, but this year we've had to try to get it done. So we've spent a lot of time and a lot of money trying to upgrade the quality of what we put online. We're, we're still working on it. A whole lot of pieces that have to be fitted together, but Steve Smith and Ben Bellamy have been getting that job done. And it's not just about the quality of the picture and the sound. How do you engage God? How do you engage each other when it's being done online? You see, worship isn't something that we just watch. It's something that we do. So Logan Haynes, one of our elders, has taken it upon himself to help us make online church real church. And he's working on that piece right now so those who are online can engage God and engage each other. We're grateful to him for the work that he's doing. And we know that it's about more than just a worship service, which is why we encouraged all of you to pick up these Christmas boxes this last, this last month, Christmas Unwrapped, because we want to get everybody in our church family, whether here or online, to worship each week, to connect each week, to grow each week, and to serve each week because that's what a healthy spiritual life requires we've been working hard to to help people to grow that's what our bible studies that are now available through the right now media in fact we provided a subscription to right now media for every single person in this church family and they're amazing studies and if you don't know how to get onto that yet james driver will help you get it done We've also offered online Bible studies, online groups, and our next gen team has been extraordinarily creative figuring out ways to connect our kids, both in person and online.
1: And here's why this is important, folks. We think this stuff is eternally important. We think your spiritual life is even more important than your physical life. For you see, we were made to do life with God, for God, God's way, forever and it's so easy to forget that. We believe all of us, all of us, regardless of who we are in this room, all of us are prone to wander. All of us have a propensity to get distracted and to to drift. Sometimes because there are spiritual forces out there who want us to drift away from God, sometimes it's because we allow the urgent to displace the important in our life.
0: Can't ever forget, guys, that the church is God's idea. mean he instructed us to gather because we're stronger together than we are alone. He built us to need each other, to need the church. In fact, when a person becomes a Jesus follower, they automatically get a family, the church. And he tells us to worship together and to do life together, to encourage and support and love each other, to serve together because we're more effective together than we are alone. Now we understand it's possible to worship God alone and serve Him alone, but it's not God's way. Because alone, the fire and the passion and even the love tends to fade. So it's our goal to figure out how to be a God-honoring church during one of the toughest times this church has ever faced. Now we've asked Steve and Vern and James to come up and join us for just a couple of minutes so we can give us a peek at what's coming in 2021. 2021. Now, this represents our discipleship path. Steve with worship, and Vern with connect, and James with grow, and John with serve. So, Steve, can you give us a peek at what's coming for worship at Capital City in 2021?
2: Well, you guys have been able to see what we do on Sunday mornings, and uh, you have experienced it in one way or the other, whether you're coming here on, uh, in the room or if you're watching online, you know that we're at least a part of a worship service. But I think one of the biggest things that I want to do and this next year is to keep explaining and keep putting in front of you what worship is supposed to be. We use that word a lot because it just it makes sense to us as churchgoers, but there are people that. Uh, who, haven't gone to church a lot, they've not grown up in the church, and they, they hear that word, and I want to be able to remind people on a very consistent basis what that's supposed to mean. We want to engage God every time that we get together, you know, and it's something special that happens when we do that together as a family, and you can worship God alone, but really what it's saying each time that we use that word is, are you going to give God the full value that is due Him? Will you give Him worth? Will you do that? When you're in this room, will you focus in and engage with him enough that you will give him worth at every second of the time that you're in here? And that's hard. It's even harder when you're away from this place. You're at home and you've got a lot of different things that are happening at the same time. So, again, there's nothing wrong with doing all those things. There's nothing wrong with worshiping God alone. There's nothing wrong with worshiping him in this group. Uh, But you have to make it so that God is actually the one that's in charge. He's the one that you're here for. He's the one that you're doing this for. And so I, I wanted to remind you that because in 2021, I will keep this in front of you. I want to make sure that you understand what worship is about. One of my favorite uh, scriptures that deals with the definition of worship is from Romans 12. And there's not a single word about singing in there. And that uh, makes Doc very happy because he doesn't believe that worship and singing really go well together but i will tell you that it does for me because you know i do that but romans 12 says i plead with you so this is he's pleading with you he's speaking to you as well at this point but i plead with you this is a guy named paul who's speaking to a, a, a church just very similar to you and he says to give your bodies to god because of all he's done for you let them be living and a holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable so if you know that god finds these types of things acceptable this is what is leading to this definition. This is truly the way to worship him. So it's not about singing, or it's not about uh, involving yourself in coming into this room. It's not you know, watching intently for uh, 60 minutes online. It's saying, will I sacrifice more and more? Will I give more and more? And that seems terrible. You're like, oh man, well, why do I have to keep giving more and more? Because that's acknowledging that God is God. God is the one that we're doing this for, not anything else. And so it keeps going on with this definition. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't look like everybody else. Don't act like anybody else. Let God be the one that transforms you into a new person by changing you on a fundamental level. Don't just change what you do, but change the way that you think. And you can't do this on your own. you got to let God do that. There's a woman also in scripture that Jesus was able to talk to, and she was genuinely interested. What is, what, how do we worship the right way? And he says this in uh, John 4, he says, the time's coming, and it's here right now. This is 20, you know, 2,000 years ago. It's here right now, too. True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Father's looking for those. He's seeking those who will worship him that way. He's still doing that. He wants that out of every last one of you, and you're like, I don't know what that means. Okay, if you have the desire to at least know what that's about, then you say, There's a guy up there, and he actually has the title of worship minister. What is that about? Let's deal with it. Let's work that out and become better worshipers every day of your life.
0: I mean, too often, Steve, I think a lot of people perceive worship as something that we just have to do. It's an obligation. I don't think that's God's perspective, is it?
2: I agree with you, and I think... You know, probably I wouldn't be working here if that was the case. We're we're in, we're together in this. That we believe that it's not just about an obligation to show up in this place on Sunday mornings. Not not an obligation to just show up online for a few songs. It's a, a hunger within you that you crave to be in a presence of God. There's another part of the Scripture that talks about like if you struggle with this, go into a closet, pray there, focus in on me. Don't focus in on anything else.
0: Excellent. Vern, I know it's been a tough year. You're a Connect minister, and with this social distancing, it's been hard to connect people. And so what do you see coming in 2021? Well, Doc, in 2021, we're
3: going to be offering different avenues for people uh, to connect with other Jesus followers. There's a couple of reasons we're going to be doing that. Uh, The first reason is because we love and care for everyone in this room. Not just in this room, we love and care for everyone that's watching us online. We love and care for everyone in this community. And that's why we're going to be offering different avenues for you to get connected. And the second reason is because we know that how important it is for people to be connected with one another. I know you, you've probably heard or read reports. I, I recently read this from Julianne uh, Lunston uh, with Health Affairs, and she states, being socially connected in meaningful ways is actually key to the human health and survival. Now did you hear that? The key to human health and survival is connecting with other people. I want to add something else to that list is your spiritual health as well. Because folks, we're not designed, as you've heard it said over and over again, we're not designed to do this alone. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. Folks, this past October, many of you may know, I went through some major surgery, and uh, the the life group that Gail and I are connected with, uh, we all met at a park because of social distancing, and uh, we come together and they prayed for me. And not only for me on that day, they prayed for another gentleman in our group that was facing eye surgery and not only it, it folks it didn't stop there my land the next thing i knew that they were making up a, a food list to bring in food to our house and to danny's house and for the next week so that things would would get covered there we'd have to worry about food they followed up on us with text and cards and and visits at home and just to make sure everything was going okay and i want to tell you folks gail and i probably Well, I know we have come through stronger through this trauma by being connected to that group. And, folks, I'm I'm telling you, I I would have a hard, tough, tough time making it through life without a life group because they mean that much to me. And I want that connection for you as well. Folks, our connection with one another is key, is key to that.
0: Vern, let's get to where the rubber hits the road. Let's say there are people who want to get connected and they're not. So how are they going to get it done? How are you going to connect or get connected into one of our groups?
3: Well, Doctor, to help people find that connection, and we're going to offer to help plug one another in with Jesus Follows, we're going to offer some short-term life groups, excuse me, short-term groups. It's going to be lasting for six to eight weeks. Now, whether you're watching online, you can be a part of that. It's going to be your key uh, to coming into this as well. matter of fact, even if you just... Uh, or within the city or within another or out in another state, it doesn't matter. We want you to connect with us online for about six to eight weeks and uh, to, to help you feel more accepted and, and get through life together. And also not only just online, but we're gonna be offering the same six to eight week groups within if you're comfortable meeting face to face with people. And we're gonna be offering that as well. Uh, the other thing, we're also, if you're comfortable meeting in one little longer term uh, with a group, we're still going to offer our life group connections in January this year, this coming year, and also in September. Now you think, okay, now how, he said, how can I do this? Well, if you're watching online and you think, well, I'm not here, I need you to respond right now. If you're watching online through Facebook, respond and say, hey, I want to get connected. We want you to do that. If you're thinking, well, okay, Vern, how do I, I'm here, or maybe I, I just... I'm not online, I'm listening through iPod or whatever. Uh, there's my email address is, is up on the screen. Please email me. We will get that information to you where you can get connected. Folks, the staff and the leadership here at Cap City are going to provide you with these keys. But guys, it's, it's left up to each one of us whether you take those keys and unlock that door to connectivity.
0: James, we believe that uh, every Christian needs to be growing. I mean, we're not done yet. And so, you know, you created quite this amazing tool this last year with the Right Now Media subscriptions. And so we can all have access to online Bible studies. But what do you see coming in 2021?
4: Uh, You're right, Doc. I was really thrilled by the participation in Right Now Media, not only individually, but groups are using them. So it's really exciting. Um, You know, when I was a, a young pup minister, there was this scripture that confused me. were there were people who sat around by this healing pool they were blind or lame and some even paralyzed and whenever the waters would stir whoever was first in got the healing well jesus comes up and there's people hanging around the pool and he goes up to this one guy and he asked him this question and it baffled me do you want to get well who wouldn't want to get well So uh, the question we ask in relation to this morning, who who wants to get healthy? Who wants to get spiritually stronger? Who wants to grow in their faith? Um, If any part of your life you want to get stronger, you've got to put in a little work and a little effort. If you want to get stronger physically, you diet and you exercise. If you want to get stronger financially, you put a plan together and you stick to it. If you want a stronger marriage, you may need to change some habits. If you want to get stronger spiritually, it's going to require some spiritual strategies. And what we want to do is provide strategies for everybody. We are going to have a uh, continued Wednesday night on lo- uh, online. We're going to start online again like we did uh, this last spring. Uh, we are actually going to even do an online Sunday morning uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. For those who still aren't quite yet comfortable coming and still want to participate, we want to do that for them. We're also going to have our in-person Wednesday night and Sunday mornings. Uh, so our goal is just to create an atmosphere where anybody and everybody that wants to grow will have some avenue to get there.
0: That's cool. Now you raised the question: Do you want to grow? Um, what would God's perspective on by this God? You think God has an opinion on that?
4: I think God has an opinion on that. Um, he, one, of my, one of the scriptures that I love is: Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. The more time we spend in relationship with God, in study, in his word, our faith will grow and we will get stronger.
0: Cool. We need that. John, you're the executive pastor here at the church, but you're also responsible. You oversee the serve ministry, which is both outreach as well as just uh, how we serve our community. So what's going to happen in 2021?
1: You know, as I was listening to these guys this morning, I got to thinking that this may be the scariest of the four words up here. Worship, connect, grow, serve. Because a lot of times when you think of serve, I think a lot of people, their first thought goes to, do I have to change diapers in the nursery? Do I have to do something with middle school kids? I mean, who in their right mind would want to fool with them, knuckleheads? <laughs> um, or is God going to say, "Okay, John, it's time for you to pack up and move to, uh, you know, India or, you know, Salem, Virginia? Who knows? You know, where 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 it could be." But when you look at it, you know, all four of these words are important in our growth path: worship, connect, grow, serve, and I. I might even uh, be a little uh, I'm not, uh, not sure what the word is I want here but to say you know they save the best for last when we look at this idea of serve and I liken it to the to the fact that you know sometimes we can we can get people involved in church by inviting them to come and serve with us yeah you know, I remember 20 30 years ago we used to talk about how you know if we could get a guy to come and play softball with us or join the basketball team we have a good chance to get them into church and I think nowadays Especially with our younger generation, they're looking for places to serve and to get connected, as Vern talked about. And so sometimes I wonder if maybe that's where we can use that idea of serving as a catalyst to bring people to a spiritual growth path uh, with us here at Capital City. And there are tons of ways to serve. I mean, we, we have plenty of opportunities here in our church for family to serve. And I hope that in this coming year, like I said earlier, you know, we had a lot of events that were scheduled. Now we're going to be outreach oriented, but we're also going to give our people a chance to serve. And we're hoping that in 2021 we're able to bring those back to the forefront and, and do some of those things. Um, you know, we've got a men's event that we're looking at the end of January, 1st of February. I know we've got our Father Kid Bowl uh, that our children, that our children's ministry will be doing again this year. Again, just great opportunities for people to be able to connect and to serve and, and to grow in their faith here at Capital City. And as I got to thinking about this idea of, of serving, um, you know, the... There, there's a book that I read not too long ago. It's called The Art of Neighboring. And it reminded me that Jesus says to love your neighbor as yourself. And I wondered, began to wonder about, you know, well, who, who is our neighbor and who can we neighbor? There's a great graph on the screen this morning that I think is probably applicable to a lot of us here. Uh, you just, just, just pause for just a moment. Think about it. that. That's your home. Most of us live in neighborhoods. And our home is the center there on the graph. Okay. And we usually have homes that are around us, don't we? in our neighborhoods that we live in. And so if you were to take your home where you are right now, and you think about the people that live across the street from you or beside you or behind you, can you think of the names of those people that would fit in each of those boxes this morning? What I'd like you to ponder just a second is to take and put that person's name or that family's name there in the, in the letter A that you see on the graph this morning. And then letter B would be a, a piece of relevant information about them, something that you have found out from speaking to them, okay? It's not that, you know, they drive a green car because you look out your door and see it, okay? But no, you've actually had a little bit of interaction with them. You, you know something about them, like that they like to go camping or that they, you know, were born in another state or that they work for state government or a fireman or something like that. And then that last one, letter C, Letter C is what piece of in-depth information, meaningful information, do you know about them? What career plans do those folk have? What church do they attend? What are their spiritual beliefs? What do they fear the most? When you think about the people that live around you, can you fill in letter A, letter B, and letter C for them? <laughs> you know, Unfortunately, statistics tell us the people who did this book tell us that only about 10% of us can fill in letter A. On the chart. And only about 3% of us can fill in line B on the graph. And less than 1% of us can fill in line C when it comes to all the people who are around us. Like I said just a moment ago, no doubt we need you to serve here at Capital City. And we've got ministries that need you to get plugged in. But I'm wondering if you can find a place to serve just in your neighborhood. Just the people that live around you. You know, the people that live around us can sometimes be a little bit more open, even in the midst of this pandemic, to us connecting with them because they know us, they've seen us, we've been around them for a long time. Maybe that's where each of us needs to try to find a place to serve in 2021 is in our neighborhood. And there, we begin to make an impact for Christ.
0: See, God made us to, to live for something way bigger than ourselves, didn't he? Yes, they? yes, he did, no doubt. All right. Guys, 2020 has just, it's been a weird, weird year. We're working to get God's work done. We genuinely believe that the best years of Capital City are ahead of us. But we know that it's going to take a commitment by the members of this church family, maybe more determination than ever, to make that happen. We believe that what we're doing here is way too important. But we need to be able to give God the commitment and the energy and the time that He deserves, the worth that he deserves. Let's pray together. Father, it's been a tough year, but we want to honor you. We want to honor you as a church family. We want to honor you as Jesus followers. I pray that you will guide us. I pray that we'll be sensitive to that guidance. I pray that we'll be gracious with each other will encourage each other and pick each other up. I pray that this will be a profoundly healthy church family. We love you dearly. We want to give you the honor and the praise you deserve. In the name of Christ, we pray these things. Amen.